what, for you, I mean, is it now it's such a difference to be on the other side of that? And now you're circling Michigan on your schedule as, you know, this is a must win. Yeah, no, it's an exciting. I love playing Michigan. I get up for that game and uh, we've been back there playing them in the big house. And then they come here. Um, last time we played them was one of my uh, favorite games because we beat the heck out of them 31 nothing. But, you know, it's it's a great rivalry and I'm glad it's back on the schedule. And um, a lot of my buddies have been coming through from the old Michigan days and they'll come by and they'll visit, you know, our campus. And, you know, it's fun to uh, to have that excitement back. And uh, I think you might have touched on it about Jerry, but talk a little bit about Jerry Tillery and just where he's come. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he has such a unique personality, all the places he's traveled and been. And you would almost think football players like last on his list of things that he could be right. someday. But right. yet he's such a great player as well. Yeah. Well, I think prior to last year, it was the last thing on his list. And now that he's prioritized, hey, listen, he wants to play in the NFL. He's got all these things outside of football that he wants to accomplish, but he still wants to play in the NFL. So he's committed himself to that. His body his mind and now his preparation during fall camp has been really good and and so you know he's got a unique nature about him but he's also focused on on you know winning games for our team and then also going on to that next level what is it about him that you know when he, when he is focused that makes him a great player oh he's super talented <laughs> you know he's 6'6 310 pounds so when he actually commits himself you know he's tough to block because he's so fluid as an athlete and he's so powerful and long that Normally he goes against guards, and guards aren't the longest and, and most powerful on the offense. So he, he's, um, he mismatches them by athleticism, but he also, um, you know, he, he's got great pass rush. He can be physical against the run. He's, he's a load, and now we got him at the right position at three technique, which I think his production will go up. Yeah, making that transition, how has that gone for him? Oh, he loves it. It's great. Um, we would have liked to have done it a year ago. We just, you know, I think that... Um, you know, at that time he was better served at nose guard, and now with the development of some of the other younger players, and, and they're able to go in there and win for us. And and Jonathan Bonner coming back really helps solidify that. So he's balked up, and he's able to use his hand a little better. He was hurt a year ago, really, to, for the whole season. So, um, you know, it's a good position for him because athletically he's on an edge, and he can really make some havoc. One last one, going back to Michigan. Uh, what was it about Michigan that made you want to be there and, and not at Notre Dame? Yeah, you know, I think that. Uh, two things with that. Uh, recruiting is, is really about building relationships. And I just had a better relationship with that coaching staff. Um, at the end of the day, that's what it came down to, uh, from the head coach all the way down to the guy that was recruiting me. And, and so I made that decision based on a feel. Um, and I had the question the other day, would you change your mind knowing what you know about Notre Dame? And, and I was asked that because I was speaking to an alumni group in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I said I wouldn't change my mind just because I'd be afraid I wouldn't end up at Notre Dame right now. So, you know, it's been a great, it's been a great uh, experience to be at both schools. Um, you know, and I think both of them have such a great alumni base and, and, and support for the football program. But this is very unique for me and special for me because my family's a part of this one. And so this is more special for me right now. So when yep. you played at, Michi- or at Michigan, did you really hate Notre Dame? Was it like a game, like, circle on your calendar, like, I do not like these guys? No, there, as a Michigan football player, there's one school you hate, all right, and that's Michigan State, all right? That's the school that we ended up hating. But I think that, you know, even in the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, it was, it was a, um, you know, a respect-driven rivalry. But the Michigan-Michigan State game, that was the one that you, uh, you live for to, to win. As you take a look at the development of your defensive line, you talked about moving Jerry to the three technique. Mm-hmm. Overall, do you feel like this unit can be stronger than last year's was? 
Oh, I hope so. Absolutely. It should be. We've got more depth. We got better. We got better players. Um, the guys have a better understanding of what we're looking for within the scheme of our defense. They have a better understanding of techniques that I'm coaching. I think that we'll have more production off the edges and pass rush. And, um, you know, I just think it's a better group, more depth. And, and when you say more depth, how much did it help to start really rotating people in last year? I mean, Kurt Heinisch uh, came through with a lot of key downs for you yep. last year. Myron was able to play some key downs for yep. you. Even though they were only freshmen, it's really got to help going into the sophomore year. It does. And then we've got, you know, guys like a guy that didn't get mentioned really at all last year because he didn't play much was Ade, mm-hmm. you know, Ogundeji. And he's going to be out there. He'll be rotating in with Khalid this year. And he's a phenomenal football player. And then you've got Micah Dutreadway, who didn't play much a year ago, who's going to be rotating in at that nose guard position as well. So he's coming on, and he's lightened his load a little bit. He's got, you know, more power and less cargo that he's carrying around. So his production is going up, and, and I'm really excited about his development. It's a good problem to have, but does it make your job a little bit tougher because you got to kind of figure out a rotation for these guys? It would be easy to just say, God, I want Jerry Tillery in there every down, or I want Khalid in there every down, but you got to get these other guys in basically for the good of the program. Yeah, well, you know, situationally, you got to have the right guys in at the right time. You know, Jerry and Khalid and Dalen and Julian Acora and those guys, they need to be in the game when you need to have them in the game. But when you're trying to keep everybody fresh, and so Jerry's fresh in, third, uh, in, in the fourth quarter and all of that, you know, you got to have that depth to be successful. You know, it's good. It's a long season. You know, it's 14 games if you win the ones you want to win. So you got to have depth. you got to play a lot of players because at the defensive line position, if you're playing the game right, those guys are going to get tired. If you're playing hard, playing physical, running to the football the way you saw us do a year ago, you're going to need to play that amount of guys. If Jerry Tillery plays the whole game, Jerry Tillery's production is going to go down. He's not going to run to the ball like he did a year ago. And, and, he, and he's not going to be able to physically. Guys can't hold up to that. And then by game six, he's worn out. You know, so you need to have that depth developed. And we have it more now than we, we've had in a long time. I understand this is probably a question you don't want to have to answer in August, but you've been an associate head coach now for a while. Do you have ambitions of being a head coach somewhere at some point? I do, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to have that opportunity. It's going to need to be a good fit. It's going to need to be the right job. My family and I are are very happy here. My, my family's interwoven into Notre Dame's culture and Notre Dame's campus. My daughter swims here. My other daughter fences here. Uh, they go to a private Catholic school right down the street. They're flourishing there. It's hard as a parent to, to make a decision to uproot your entire family when you don't have to as a coach. You're going to be asked to leave enough that when you don't have to leave, you know, you got to make great decisions, not just for myself professionally, but for my family. And I've always dealt with when things like that come along, is it best for my family? And right now, nothing has come along that's best for my family, better than Notre Dame. And you failed to mention that your wife works for the ACE program she does. with my wife. So oh, yeah. She's she's excited. She's <laughs> she's really enjoying it. It's it's an awesome program, and it's you know nationally renowned. So she's, yeah. she's excited to be a part of it. Very good. Thanks, Mike. You got it. Thank you. Good yep. see you again. Good seeing you. And, Mike, with, uh, with Jerry making that switch, you know, you make the switch to make him more of a playmaker. Mm-hmm. What have you seen so far from him? Are you getting the, the results you're wanting from We are. Athleticism, pass rush, on the edge, um, one-on-one with the guards. That helps the nose guard because now they have to involve the center more with the three-technique side and pass protection. Um, you know, our, our defensive ends and drops are, are very effective now with the pass rush, edge rush. So they got to, you know, they got to chip them with backs and tight ends. So 
I think just being on the edge more for Jerry has been very effective for him. Would that be possible if Don didn't come back? I mean, I know you have Heinrich and a guy who's played, but, you know, you were just talking about depth. And how yeah, I think so. Is. I think we would have probably, you know, hypothetically, if Bonner didn't come back, move Myron inside and, and double train him and, and do different things and try to start the best two guys out there and, you know, uh, you know, probably would have done something like that. But the fact that Bonner came back, which is great, gives us a chance to move Jerry outside and then back him up with Myron, who's... Myron's a starter in his own right on a lot of defenses, you know, so he could play 50-50 with, with uh, Jerry right there at that spot. They say, you know, second-year players, are, there's a big jump. Yeah. Uh, when you're talking about Heinrich and Myron, mm-hmm. have you seen that with them? Those I have, before? I have. I've seen consistency. I've seen the technique. I've seen the weight room improvements show on the, on the practice field with power and getting off blocks and all that stuff. Uh, one guy that's – two guys, really, that have really, that have stuck out to me is Ade. <laughs> At defensive end, also, and then um, uh, Micah Dutreadway. He's done a really nice job at the nose guard position. So he's battling Kurt for playing time. You know, those two not going to be able to play them all. You know, in every game. So we're adding depth, but we're also they're they're playing for an opportunity to go out and represent us. You know, against Michigan. So they're battling for time, and and uh, it's our job as coaches to make sure we're putting the right guy, right guys out there at the right time. But um, they're all doing a really nice job. Spring, you mentioned pass rush was a huge focus for you. Yep. You wanted to get Dalen going. You wanted to get uh, Julian. What, yep. what have you seen so far from those guys? I've seen it. You know, I've, I've seen an improvement. I've seen they're committing their time to it, understanding what we're looking for. Uh, we're doing a better job of putting them in positions and with different calls and, and, and running some twists and some games to to allow them to work together and have that athleticism and, and vertical stress on the on the offensive lineman. So I've seen a great improvement from those guys. Khalid is great with his hands and getting off the tackle, and Ade is great at level rushing, and Dalen's got a lot of different moves that he's been working on that, that's effective and it's power and it's speed and it's everything. And Julian is, um, you know, very slippery and does a great job off the edge. You always mention Ade. You always mention him as, you know, don't forget about this guy. Yep, what you're going to see a little more of him this year. Yeah, you keep saying that. Yeah. What is it about him that, that you like so much? He's the same guy every day. When I show up in the meetings, I'm looking at him, and he's the same guy that he was the first five days to, you know, when we kick off against Michigan. He is the same guy. He works his tail off. He's... One of Matt Bayless's top performers in this room with his work ethic and showing up every day. So it's just the lifestyle that he's chosen to live. He's, he's the same guy every day, and it's going to pay off for him. And, and it's going to pay off this year big time. You get to take a first look at your freshmen. Uh, any, any impressions so far from those guys? Yeah, I love all three of them. You know, they're, they're Justin and Jason have stuck out, have, have stood out the most, you know, with opportunities that I've given them with you know, getting reps and then they know the defense. They're doing a good job of learning it. They're studying it. They're pushing each other. It's almost like a competition between the two of them. Justin was initially rotating in at end at like the fourth spot and, you know, understood what we were doing. So he moved up and then we moved him over to drop because of that. Now he's running with the third group at drop. So he's doing a really nice job. Jason's in at the third group with the D tackles behind Myron and, and Jerry. So I, they're just, you know, they're competitive young men and they also learn really well. So that's helped. Mike, does, yeah. the, does the good to see you first of all? Good to see you. <laughs> does the does the Michigan Notre Dame game bring up memories for you from from many years ago? Yeah, you know, I just I just commented on one of them. We, I can remember I was telling my guys, was, you know, you never want to take a playoff, and I showed them the play from when we came here in Michigan. Ron Paulus took the Notre Dame team down to score a touchdown at the end of the game to win the game. We had 
at Michigan, I don't remember how much time, but not much. And then our quarterback drove the ball down to kick a field goal to win the game. Notre Dame blocked the field goal. And the ball went backwards, and it flew right into one of our players, one of Michigan's players' hands, and he advanced it for a first down or whatever. It was a third down field goal. And Michigan got another kick, kicked it and won the game. So, you know, that, that was one big memory of coming to Notre Dame Stadium and, and playing. But, you know, we're so close to each other in proximity that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of recruiting battles. So we know all their players. They know all our players. And so there's a, it's, a, it's a great rivalry, rivalry to be a part of. Is that as good as it gets in college football, do you think? I think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's some that people say are bigger and, and that are publicized more. And, you know, at the end of the year that have more implications in, you know, races of – you know, conferences and, and all that stuff. But when you open up a game against a team like Michigan and, and for them, like a team like Notre Dame, it's that's a big deal. So it's a huge game. You obviously, you're here. You love this place. You love your guys. You have a job to do. You're going to try and win. But when you see that uniform on the other side of the field, is I got to imagine it evokes some emotion from it, right? You know what? I, I thought it might, it might, but the last couple of times, no, it's, you know, I've been here so long. I've been here longer now. Mm-hmm. This season will be nine years, and I was at Michigan for eight as a player and then as a graduate assistant. So, you know, this gold helmet, this uniform, you know, means more to me than than, than that at this point. Um, you know, obviously I have a lot of great memories and a lot of great friendships you know, from that. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that that has a more special meaning at this point than this one. Okay. How has how how is been taking on your new role as the associate head coach changed your day-to-day? Yeah, it's been really good for me because I get a chance to uh, spend on a daily basis time with the support staff. So Coach Kelly has really, you know, charged me with making sure that our support staff has uh, a better understanding of what their role is and and the the appreciation for their role. And then also communication with them on a daily basis of what, you know, their their job job descriptions are. And so we meet uh, weekly to go over all that stuff and then you know I report a little bit more to Brian in a, in a whole of what we're talking about with the support staff and then he gives me the direction so it's been really good for me to work with Matt Bayless and Rob Hunt and and all the different directors within the program on the support team but also you know I get a chance to communicate with the offensive coordinator defense coordinator special teams coordinator about what their needs are for practice and make sure that you know I bring those concerns up to coach Kelly and, and that they get what they need to to be successful.